And welcome back to The Post Show, episode 19. This week we start with the recent Captain America 4 movie announcement and what that whole thing is going to look like before we get into What If, episode 2. Then we briefly talk about Star Wars Visions, since a new trailer dropped for that. Then we get back into Sunny Boy before we break down Tokyo Revengers episode 20 and To Your Eternity episode 19. I give a quick review of Moneyball, since that's the movie I watched last week, and Grant talks about Haikyuu. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. Hey, Dave. Oh, hey, Grant. How's it going? Pretty swell. How are you? Good. Good. It's a post show. Post it's show the night. post show. We just wrapped up My Hero Academia Season 5, Episode 20. I feel different going into the post show. For our, It's been a long while since I've been this positive going into the post show. Yeah, yeah you're usually like, all right, now we can get down to it now that we got my hero out of the way. <laughs> and for anybody listening who thinks we're too negative, I mean, I think generally speaking, like the feeling in the fandom right now is just that like it's been a weird season it hasn't yeah. been a particularly strong season we're not being like intentionally over overly critical i think mm. like the entire so- fan base is like what's going on softballs at best <laughs> yeah it's uh and it's funny because when grant and i were talking about like what shows to cover and like we'll cover more in the future you know we started this with my hero or we started this with attack on titan which was like a complete blast yeah and My Hero Academia, while a very different show, was just like such a slam dunk because it's so reliably pleasing. Yep. And then it hasn't been. So <laughs> that yeah. was the surprise. I know. It's, um, uh... But this, this final arc they're getting into uh, seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're excited yep. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about something we, you sent me. And it's not anime to start us off. It's mcu related captain america 4 yeah so uh for those of you who may or may not have caught previous post shows we did watch falcon and the winter soldier so like just generally speaking assume there's going to be you know spoilers for that whole series and spoilers for the mcu as it has been released to date in this conversation um what do you think about the fact that they're doing a fourth movie what is your general like headspace at where is that at well it's like it's like you know you and i were messaging back and forth you know when when the mm-hmm. announcement came out and i'll say it again like captain america needs a big budget yeah. and it needs it needs a big screen like plain and simple like you know the we had our thoughts we had our opinions we've been we've been over that bridge like probably 10 times now with falcon and winter soldier it, you know it wasn't flat out bad but it just I don't think the tone was correct for Captain America. The argument can be made that five episodes he wasn't Captain America, so you know mm-hmm. now is is the now the, the the role is there to like get back into a movie. And I think Anthony Mackie is tremendous. You know, very capable the, actor, yeah. very capable. One of the most underused players in all of the MCU, yeah. legitimately. And Bucky, same goes for uh, um, Sebastian like, Stan. Sebastian Stan. Um, more so used i think yeah but um yeah but anyway i'm i'm ready for more cap um yeah i think the money that they're throwing like every round like every phase of marvel movies i think this thing is going to be big there's no way they're gonna i think they're gonna blow this one out of the water it's gonna be i'm excited that's awesome of the of the ones that are like announced in like years away this is the one i'm looking forward to yeah i have to imagine this one's gonna be well you never know like we've seen them like 
turn up the heat and crank movies out when they have to. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they only just got the deal done makes me think that this is, like, a couple years away. Sure. And they, like, announced their, uh, you know, they did that, like, investor thing, right? Where they announce every movie Mm -hmm. for the next, like, little while. And this was nowhere to be seen in that timeline. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't smash it in the middle of a timeline. For sure. Um, but, it, you know, like, I think they had movies scheduled up to 2023, and this wasn't announced. So, you know, we'll have to see when that actually rolls around. Um, I'm just super curious about, I think, two things. Um, primarily is that I did not love Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, I know that's sure. a lot of people did. But I really thought when uh, Stephen and Marcus McFeely uh, started writing the movies, they did Winter Soldier mm. and they did Civil War and then they wrote uh, the last two Avengers films. And their director, the directorial partners that they did that with were the Russo brothers. Um, so that like foursome really nailed Cap and then obviously, you know, made like the highest grossing film of all time with, uh, sure. with Endgame. So... I think that force and like creatively speaking is really really powerful and it's probably not fair uh to measure to do a direct comparison between the last two cap movies and whatever they do for cap four because i highly doubt they'll get that combination i don't think the mm. russo brothers are going to come back to do another cap film i just hope i hope they use they have the same grace when it comes to those movies as it does like i really yeah i don't I, nothing would be shittier if if anthony mackie's captain america just gets the shit end of the stick you know like it's just yeah but i think the property is too precious isn't even the right word but like but yeah they they would have to like they're such stoic movies they would have to like give it its full effort you know like they couldn't they couldn't goof it up or like they couldn't try and make it like over funny and da da da. like i think the overall tones are probably going to stay the same because narrative wise you know um Mm -hmm. uh like steve rogers and um blanking on the character's name uh like falcon Fal- oh falcon yeah, yeah what's falcon's name sam 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 yeah. wilson yeah. yeah 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 is it sam wilson i have no idea anyways so the, they're very like in in you know, in simpatico like mm-hmm. when it comes to mentality wise so i think if they kind of just approach it the same way they did the others i think we're gonna get you know i think it'll be they're gonna knock it out of the park like, it's fucking captain america man like i would be shocked I would be shocked if they didn't come at this the same way. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm I'm nervous uh, because I love those last two cat movies. They were like the highlight of the MCU for me, mm-hmm. uh, particularly uh, Civil War. I think like that's just like when my personal uh, Marvel fandom was peaking. Sure. And then you know like Endgame came at a very good time for me. I think I was pretty like marvelled out. Um, and it was like a really high note to leave things on. Mm-hmm. And then since then it's been like, you know, like some of these shows haven't panned out, like haven't like completely knocked our socks off. And then like sure. Falcon Winter Soldier, it was kind of lukewarm. So I was, I've just been a little bit hesitant. Um, I just really hope that they do it. Like you said, they do it justice. They have to, cause the character is so important. And also because, you know, Anthony Mackie deserves like a really fair shake. Uh, so I hope you know i hope it goes well i hope they don't uh like it's not like the shadow of those movies and they you know what i mean because it's you go back to the well on anything we've talked about this enough right like you know it's not like they're bringing you know steve rogers back for another movie or anything like that like 10 years after his retirement like you know but this isn't that long removed 
from Steve Rogers being Captain America. You know what I mean? Audiences mm-hmm. are going to be fully aware of all the history, and I'm sure that's going to play into the narrative. Um, I just hope that they, you know, that they don't miss. I guess. Just needs a little bit of budget. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was the big one for Cap Four uh, that I want to talk about. But also, do you think they use Sebastian Stan? Do you think they try and share the load of? Because let's just like call it like it is. Like Chris Evans was a ten out of ten. Yeah. Perfect dream cast <laughs> for Captain America. Uh, and part I'm of thinking no, they don't use Sebastian Stan. I think if I think it's fleeting. Mm. I think, and I think you know, you and I. I think in, in the same conversation we talked about this. I think he needs to shine somewhere else. I think yeah. he. I think now that like Sam, you know, Anthony Mackie is Captain America. I think the movie needs to be Captain America, and not like the buddy cop show. I, I don't think you know. I think that's what Falcon and Winter Soldier was. I think they kind of had some resolution by the end of that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Anthony Mackie needs the time to shine. Like I said, like you know, the character, like you know, like Sebastian Shane might be in the movie, but I don't think he's going to be like the main riding component. Shotgun. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. I think. You know, and I think we had said this too. I would love to see him in the next uh, Black Panther movie. I think, he, and he needs to be grounded. He's not, because that's the thing. the The coming movies are very celestial and psychological, mm-hmm. and it's not very grounded. Mm-hmm. He needs to be grounded. And I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in Black Panther two or something along those lines. Like, honestly, even having him in Spider Man would be awesome. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. But even that's that is associated to all this other cosmic stuff that's going on, so it's it's hard to say. But when it comes to Cap, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean we forget because it's easy to forget. But Sebastian Stan's been in the MCU as long as Chris Evans was. He was in Cap yeah. One. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. He's been in a lot of movies. He may want to bow out, or he may not. I mean, who knows what 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 plans they have for him? But I'm interested to see what direction they take this whole thing in, and who directs and who writes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, excited to see that. Um, now on to anime. Well, actually, well while we're talking about Marvel, I'll just do a quick little. Uh, I just want to talk about the second episode of What If. Oh yes. Um, fucking outstanding. This one Incredible. was um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one was What If T'Challa Became Star Lord, right? Yes. I guess yes. literally the title. Did you watch it? Did you I watch did it? not. I'm sorry. The, um, the first one at all? No, I'm sorry. No. Well, it is what it is. But I would say. Again, I don't want to like super get into it, <clears throat> but um, still some of the same notes. The animation doesn't <laughs> doesn't always work all the time. I think it's now that it's kind of like in space and it's a little, it's not quite like you know pushed into like a realistic world. It looks a little more natural. Mm-hmm. It flows a little better. Same thing. It's hammy. It's cheesy. Like the line reads. Like it, they have all these professional actors like doing their like replaying their roles in in the show yeah and it, it honestly sounds like they're recording into like a cardboard box sometimes like it's it doesn't Weird. sound great sometimes um but the story that they crafted is f- fucking unreal it's really, really? good it's really really good it's, this would technically be um his last time reprising the role as t'challa before he passed yes. away right yeah yeah i saw so, that, that was a big there was big hoopla like it's that. the performance isn't like you know like it's him but like it's, it goes for him too like the voice acting is just it's thing is just them in front of a mic just you know banging it out mm. you know like as per their contract yeah um but like it's you but know the but story's like, good 
it's a, it's a like you know it's these like these episodes feel like they came out of a comic book, which I think is really cool, and I think that's something that they should hold on to. I think that's probably the goal into their roots, into their roots a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the story's not like mind blowing. It's not they're not breaking a new ground, but it was just really fun. The Easter eggs were there, um, and you know, like it was like I said, it, it's cheesy like the first episode, but it's it's a more fun episode, I think, mm. and. You know, the first like, episode was Agent Carter becoming Cap, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, sir. So that was so that was that. So like, and they also made the effort to recreate the first Avenger. They didn't do that in this. Oh, right. I remember some of your notes about episode one is like, why did we try to force the whole story into yeah. like a twenty or thirty minute episode? Right. It was too. Fa- it was too fast. This right. was it's like there was elements of the first Guardian movie, um, but after that, it's kind of just it's doing its own little romp. It's own. It's setting its own pace and speed for its own story. It's not like locked into like an existing line, like storyline kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just really really fun. Um, I think after seeing this episode, I have way more confidence in the stories to come. Like it was really good. Okay. Like I said, it's you know it's not it wasn't uh breaking any new ground but like all in all like in it was longer too i think it was like a two three minutes longer um so it was like almost almost 40 minutes oh wow that was just kind of lengthy and it was just good i was completely enthralled from beginning to end i was like this fucking rules <laughs> like i hope they're more I, I hope they continue to be the 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 quality continues to get better yeah um but um this is the one like honestly like and and that's the nice thing about what if is like you don't have to watch them in order I honestly, Dave, like if you get the time to watch it, watch this one first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, pretty fun. Strong recommendation on episode yeah. two of What If? And they keep, becoming Star Lord. They keep the cool Easter egg moments out of the fucking thumbnail. <laughs> oh yes, because nice. that was that's what happened in the first one, right? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't Some believe bullshit. it. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad to hear you're in that. Well, while we're here, uh, did you or did you not end up watching the trailer for Star Wars Visions, the extended one that dropped? No, I'm going blind into that. Absolutely okay. blind. Yeah. Well, the the ten second thing on that is that it, it looks outstanding. Um, as you know, anime fans, um, you know they they did like a featurette on on Star Wars Visions like months ago, just talking about how like Disney approached all these different animation studios and they were like the studios. Yeah, and they were like, "Are you kidding? Like we get to do a Star Wars story?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this dream come true for all these animators, right? And uh, you you know. I haven't heard much behind the scenes about like you know whether it was difficult or if there were any issues in production or who knows what. Sometimes there's a lot of inside baseball stuff that follows anime around, sure, vis-a-vis Mappa and shit like that. But uh, <laughs> but I've heard nothing as far as that stuff goes. And all I will say is that like it looks like it's really going to shape up to be something special. So it I never would have thought you know like in the ad acquisition when Disney acquired Lucasfilm I think everybody knew that Disney was going to start tur- like turning on the money printer yep. and figuring shit out um but like some of these you know some of these things that they've done like the Mandalorian and uh, and this is like kind of what you hope for when you sell your studio to uh, or when you sell your IP to a studio right is you want them to explore and build and do fun artistic projects mm-hmm. um, that hopefully don't like sully you know the the original works and uh, I think something like a Star Wars anime is like and an anthology at that is like one of the funner things you could dream up this for that such, whole universe it's the perfect litmus litmus test for Disney yeah is to let this just release this upon the world 
and just let our our subset of the internet and and media viewing and and just like you know encroach like it's you know it's like you said like it's it's one of the most obvious things to do i remember years and years ago um there was a video someone <clears throat> they recreated like an x-wing versus a tie fighter anime video mm. it was like it was done by one guy took him like years put it up <laughs> and it was so this was like early days of twitter actually i remember finding it and disney or i think lucasfilm they hadn't been purchased yet i believe mm-hmm. and they were like oh really cool video and like love to see uh, the ingenuity but like eh. <laughs> like yeah. it's you got to take this off like we didn't mm, approve that's this like, a no <laughs> and but like you can still find it on youtube actually i'll see if i can find it and i'll send it to you but mm-hmm. it was i'm and i remember watching that i mean like holy fuck like we should have 10 of these shows you yep. know like it's it's uh that's that's been the good thing about the disney acquiring them is like the fun little stuff can has come along you know and it's going to continue to come along like this is this is their way of like seeing which studio they clicked with the best, see what episode clicks with the audience is the best, and then mm-hmm. they green light a season. I guarantee that's going to happen. Yeah, and I'm yeah. down. You know, um, I'm, I'm really excited to to blitz through that stuff and just see like just see what they come up with. Like they're like you said, they're really throwing stuff at the wall here, mm-hmm. and I love to see it. You love to see it, love as someone see. I know says. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy. You're on episode two? I finished episode two, yeah. Okay, and I'm on... I finished up to episode four. Okay. So, you know, I won't talk spoilers. We could probably talk spoilers for up to episode two, mm-hmm. um, if you want. I think, like, you know, we'll wait till we both get caught up, and then we can have, like, weekly discussions about it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, going forward. Um, but what I will say is... Oh, my God. My... My, my, do you hear this? My desk. Yeah. <laughs> my desk. <dating. laughs> my stand desk. <laughs> my cat hit the button and it just started rising. Oh. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> I thought I, either I was sinking or the desk was rising. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was graceful. So uh, what I'll say is, you know... They haven't lost me. Um, everything that we felt about the um, about the pilot has held true for me. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's going in an interesting direction, but I think, like, two things really stand out to me, and that is the sound design and the art direction. Mm. Um, I'm still very interested in the plot and the psychological thriller aspects of the whole thing, um, but I think that, like, we're... I, you know... When I'm watching this show, it feels like I'm watching something special, like a real passion project. Um, I read some stuff about the animators getting like completely free reign to be able mm-hmm. to do whatever the hell they want as far as effects go and things like that. And that is like abundantly clear in the four episodes that I've watched. I've seen like some of the most beautiful scenes in anime, in recent memory anyway, um, that I'll say uh, that I've seen like period. It's very, very creative. It's a complete artsy show, right? Yeah, it, it's so funny you say artsy because, like, I, I, I again, I, I also agree, you know, going from episode, or the pilot into the second episode, um, by no means has it lost me, but I'm having this unique problem with Funimation right now, mm. and I was, I think I had watched, like, two minutes of the, like, going into the second episode, I was like, oh, like, are they being artsy? And, like, you know, there's moments of, like, them talking to one another, and there's, like, there's no audio, and then, like, the 
like the the sub like the closed captioning on the subs just wasn't appearing and they were talking and like oh like is this like a moment they're presenting to me <laughs> where like they're talking and like you know we're we're, we're not aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and then the audio is going to kick in later mm-hmm. so like the app is just and that's not the case like they were supposed to be talking <laughs> i was yeah. supposed to be hearing what they had to say funimation and, was just like curveball bitch <laughs> i had bought it i was like i thought it was you know i'm like man this is some like terrence malick shit yeah. like you know like yeah. this is some out there Dude, that would be totally <laughs> up this show's alley too i to know be like, they, so i was like what's going on and then you know and then it ended up being like it was just the fucking app was garbage but, but by the time i got everything working i do think there's kind of like a a surprisingly jarring lapse of moments between like where the ending of the first episode leads into the se- beginning of the second it kind of just throws you into it and i've tried like on my second rewatch of it i was kind of like it seemed a little clunky mm-hmm. but i think it kind of goes back to the original point of i think the show is intentionally doing things like that to keep you on your toes like you are constantly having to nothing is handed to you in this show at all which Agreed. i think yeah is nice as a, for a change of pace it's nice but that the, one of the problems with that is you have to be fully invested in the moments that you are watching it because yeah. this show is will not hold your hand i don't think it ever will um yeah i agree with that so it's it's anyone that's listening to us and if, if you're interested in what we're talking about about the show and it seems to be something you would like definitely be of of sound mind and and in the moment like that is is one of those shows so much will blow past you if you're just not in bed and that's in two episodes that i've seen like you're ahead ahead of me i can only imagine what happens in, in yeah each episode, it, so. it, it demands your attention i'll definitely say that i mean you know yeah this isn't something to like just have on in the background while you like walk around you know what i mean like it yeah it, you know pay it it's due mm-hmm. and watch it and watch it uh with with full attention I, I won't, you know, spoil anything about plots, but I, I just wrapped up episode four, and there's a anime subreddit, literally just called r slash anime, and they have weekly discussion threads mm-hmm. for Sunny Boy, so I went and I checked out what they were saying about episode four, and I think, like, one of the top comments was, I don't know what just happened, but I loved it, mm. <laughs> and, like, they, they just, they, they really lean into the weirdness Mm -hmm. in the whole show and just like really heady metaphoric existential just heavy themes that are like like you said lord of the flies right like it's just so out there man um i I really like it do you know what the closest thing or do you know what this reminds me of the most like what clear as day like fucking obvious like it's influenced by it in some ways what it's neon genesis oh which i still haven't watched that's fine everything everything about like the it's it's i I definitely see that shot like a movie it's shot like a movie you know like it's yeah it's very like quick cuts and it's like longing looks and it's scenery shots and like everything you know it's it's not just about it's not just about the characters it's about the world and the mystery like it's you know it has like i feel like it sounds obvious but like lost too like again i, I only watched like the first couple episodes but like the big thing about lost i you know what i've read is it was figuring out everything around them you know yeah. it was it was but it was also learning about them and their stories and how they all intertwine and sunny boy is just i think it's that you know mm-hmm. like it's it's it is a complete package 
but there's just so much to dissect, which, you know, we like we're big nerds. And I think a lot of people that are listening are also big nerds. Mm-hmm. And they love this kind of shit, you know, like they love, we love a challenge. And I think Sunny Boy is, is a challenge for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I like to, you know, it's, it's stimulating and it doesn't make it easy. And it's, uh, it's just a vibe, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, we talked about it last week and we mentioned it earlier. Like, the sound design. Like, they don't use music. Mm-hmm. They just don't. They use the sound of fans being on and bugs in the forest. And, like, and that's quite Neon Genesis and shit like that. Yes. Um, but all that stuff. Like, they, they're just creating such a tone um, that really lends itself to some of these, like, quiet desperate kind of sad moments i don't know i I don't know uh it's it feels like a passion project um i don't know i can i'm i could really see myself really getting into this week to week you know i think we talked about this before when we saw the pilot last week we both said like this is a slippery slope right Mm. because there's no guarantee that you can like kind of hang out at this level (laughs) forever Mm -hmm. and you know you need you know a lot of the times like the reason like a lot of stories are done like with linear storytelling and they would like go a certain way is because that is a much easier uh environment in which to build like the structure of a narrative yes the weirder you get sometimes the harder these kinds of things are to navigate Mm -hmm. um and it can really fall apart to and to call back to your example lost was a just complete house of cards that totally fell apart by the time they had to wrap up. But it had a really, really promising start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping it's not that. Um, very, you know, I'm pretty high on it four episodes in. I think they're up to six or maybe seven as of this week. I think six is this okay. week. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, maybe by this time next week we'll be caught up or the week after that. But but we'll definitely uh, be covering it week to week at some point, I think, you know, depending I, on how these next I'm... few go pretty confident we yeah i i would like i i have full intention to talk about this each week cool yeah fucking sunny boy what else are you up to uh do we do the uh the head-to-head the tokyo revengers to your eternity talk or yeah what, uh... are you caught up on both because yeah to your eternity just come out today yeah yeah i made a point of that is so, fun. so did i that's All it right. <laughs> um okay let's get angry first yeah. Wait, which one? I wonder if we're thinking about the same thing. It's Tokyo Avengers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I my notes is is just Tokyo Avengers colon this shit is insulting. It's <laughs> like it hasn't they're going like a hundred like a buck twenty on the highway right now. They haven't they haven't gone off into the you know, into the skid yet, but like they are like inching closer and closer. I don't know what the actual fuck is going on right now this is yeah it's not a train wreck mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the wheels are falling off it's crazy like i i actually cannot believe what what we're watching right now like this is one of the most you know like hype is such a dangerous thing and you know mm-hmm. you said you know earlier it's like a, like a, like there's so many things in anime that are double-edged swords right like it mm-hmm. pays off you know in in one way or another and but the show has been playing it pretty safe you know up to this point and this moment was just such a hype moment it's not like there was a, like a lot on the line you know what i mean like in the grand scheme i guess there kind of is like between the two timelines but like i cannot believe this is n- like <laughs> lackluster as it is you know like yeah it's tough it's, yeah i don't um, I, I don't even know where to start i honestly don't know where to start with this 
It's just tough um, because, you know, this show was never, you know, it never held, um, like, this crazy level of high esteem that, like, some of these others... And I don't mean that in a critical, mean way. Mm -hmm. I just mean, like, I think a big part of the value proposition of this show and the allure of the show that we've talked about on this podcast has been that this is, like, a fun, easy watch. And it's, like, different and kind of creative and engaging. And it's, like, not something that we would normally check out. But it's been fun to check out. So as long as it's fun, you continue checking it out. And... They really put a lot of the weight uh, behind this punch of the Bloody Halloween arc, and it just really has not landed at all. Uh, it's it's been not bad, or I mean, it's been not good. It's like you know, I think it's, it's not offensive, but like no, I mean, you know, I wrote it was insulting because I was just it's a little insulting. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm be, I'm being just a dick about it. I just remember being mad. I was like mad. At, you know, okay. So let's just like get into it. It's episode twenty, and we're gonna talk spoilers. That's your warning. Yeah. So just the way the episode ends, like you know, we we both were like, where is Baji? He uh-huh. finally shows up. It's fine. And then yeah. like the the way he shows up and this whole like him cutting through people and he like reveals his true colors and there's this but then whole... doesn't show but then doesn't show him cutting through people yeah you know it was very like ah yes he like flicked his pipe and uh 50 well it's dropped, uh, you know it's one of those things that is kind of um it really plagued the original berserk anime and it's actually to be fair most animes do this at some points sure it's when you do this um a colored it's like a colored panel that you pan over Mm. And, like, you add, like, action lines, and you, like, put, you know, a fun, a good soundtrack of characters making sounds behind it. Dude, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. The Berserk 90s anime uh, might have had 10 of those every episode. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, it was a budget thing, apparently. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, they did that in this episode. And then there's this one shot of Takemichi running from behind, and his ass (laughs) and legs look like, it's like, what's going on here? This is a different show. I think in these last two episodes, the budget, you know, like the animation quality has taken a very rough hit. Mm. Um, We're no strangers to that. We covered Attack on Titan season four and all that other shit. And I think we both agree, as many people do, it's usually not due to a lack of talent. It's usually Mm -hmm. time and budget. Uh, That's one thing that's pretty obvious. So it's just this going to continue. Like, we'll we'll say that again. You know, it's it's just that that's not what the show needed. Right. They needed to stick the landing. And I, they, I feel like they haven't. No. Is that I, fair? I, I, no, I actually don't know where they're going with this. Like, the they're setting up this, you know, like, Takamichi fails. You know, it's the first time he's kind of failed so far in his mission. You know, he's been well, successful. Like, he, well, yeah. like, like, here we go. Like, he's yeah, yeah. overall has succeeded in some ways. Like, everyone's, mm-hmm. like, working against him or no one believes in him. And he has, like, these small victories and he's gotten the confidence. It's just the character is so like half like half deflated, you know? Like he gets a little more into him, that a little more air into him, then it deflates a little more. Like it just he has no he has no standing power in like his surroundings. Yeah. I understand how like he can actually stop anything. And this episode kind of th- shows that that you know, he is powerless and no matter sometimes no matter how hard you try, like you just can't succeed mm-hmm. in certain instances. So, like, that is kind of interesting, and I, I know what they're going for, but, like, I don't know. 
And like the Kazaki thing showing up, like we knew that was going to happen. Like he was like, it was either, you know, he was never going to show up or he was you know going to get his ass kicked and kind of proved his innocence and all that. But like, I don't know. It's Debachi go down like that and Kazutoro to get up and just kill him. And blah, blah, like, I don't and then they, gonna... and they downplay the stab at first. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's fine. And then he collapses afterwards for literal dramatic effect. And also yeah. cliffhanger. Like it was just so transparent it's like, I know what you're doing, and it's it's dumb. Yeah. Like, I think I was just irritated by, like, okay, so we get another cliffhanger because you chose to do this thing that didn't make sense. Like, it, it was just so blatantly manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is how the manga was or, or what, but that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, <clears throat> shows do this kind of stuff all the time, right? I'm not going to, like, sit here and be like, oh, Attack on Titans never intentionally put a cliffhanger in. No, like, they sure. did that all the time, but like it, you know, it just like when the ground you're standing on is so, it's like quicksand, and like you know, you're not like satisfied <laughs> with the moments uh, between cliffhangers, and then you just throw more in. It's not a good, it's not a great feeling, right? It's like mm-hmm. I always talk about, or we always talk about, like when the audience loses their sense of disbelief, they have to be willing to follow you. They have to want to watch the next episode. If you just frustrate them, <laughs> then they're not gonna. And I'll and yeah. I'll watch, but it's just like well, because we're so close to the end. Yeah, but, you know, like if this, you know, if this kind of thing was going on at like episode ten, yeah. I would probably have backed out. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they had a stronger start than they're currently doing right now. It's funny too. I just saw like a recent, uh, you know, and these stats are kind of meaningless just because of the nature of manga and anime as of late uh the whole industry is sort of exploding but one of these stats i saw is like tokyo revengers surpasses like some very specific sales period of Mm. attack on titan it's like oh they beat attack on titan in this like sales metric for like how long it took them to hurt a a hit a certain amount of issues circulated Mm. because the manga is apparently extremely popular Mm. um and i know that people love it it's just like yeah, but, you know... There's a lot to love, though. That's the thing, yeah. and that's why this is frustrating. This is why we're upset, is because there is a lot to love here, and we do love a lot of it, but this yeah. is kind of just like a, an, like an out-of-nowhere letdown. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, you just don't anticipate them to miss here, because mm-hmm. uh, this is like what you figure like the moment is, right? Yeah. You let us... You know, you gave us all this foreshadowing and all this build-up, and like it's just sort of a, a deflating experience for you to fuck it up um so yeah you know we'll see we're obviously going to keep watching we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go we'll kick out the rest of the season here and see how it goes um but yeah to be determined on that um quick quick industry news injection a little mm. sprinkle in between Ooh. these two animes uh before we talk about to your eternity the obvious news that broke uh the, over the last couple of days um, was that Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2 has been given a loose release date of January 2022. Let's fucking go. Let's go, man. <laughs> um, so, we're very excited, obviously. Episodes, yeah. Apparently, what people are saying. Shorter than the, what was it, 16 that we got 16, originally? Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, you know, that seems like ample amount of, uh, of time to wrap up what they need to wrap up. This is going to be action. It's going to be go, go, go. I think they can yeah. get a lot done in 12 episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about season three, part one and two, you know, 
just the pace they set at the end of season three was pretty impressive. They mm-hmm. they knew how to uh, structure it properly, and I feel like you know season four is quite a bit of setup. Like there is some really exciting action as well, mm-hmm. but uh, you know a lot of moving the chess pieces around the board for you know kind of a final conflict and hopefully a fun resolution. I think it will be trickier avoiding spoilers. I think we're going to have to take a lot of uh, precautionary measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're listening to this, you should know like we're not manga readers at all, uh, or for Attack on Titan, or for anything else, for that matter. Um, so we're going in pretty blind. We know that the reception to the uh, manga ending was a little bit mixed and controversial, but... So is life. So sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll just have to see how we feel about it when we get there. With any luck, we'll get there unspoiled. If not, you know, that's okay. Yeah. That's life. That's all I can do. Yeah. That's all but, I can do. But we'll probably, you know, we, we haven't talked about details, but I think it's probably safe to say we'll be covering this in some capacity, probably yeah. similar to how we did part one. So, no doubt. so stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. Uh, it's it's because Attack on Titan has been a big, big journey for the two of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be really fun to wrap up one of our one of our favorite series over the podcast. Yes, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, to your eternity, episode 19. Thank fucking god this is over. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't love this arc, huh? Didn't love it. Like it's you know I was I was listening back to the podcast this week, and you know like I I stand I stand by what I say like confidently. Mm-hmm. Um, I. You know, not to. My intention was never to to hammer on uh, Tanari, but I stand by the point of not enough time was used for this arc. Um, I think again, I, we I don't know what we're getting into next. Obviously, like there's not too much time left. I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know, you know what kind of if it's yeah. cleanup or if it's potentially setting something up next, and we're kind of like cliffhanger moment. But yeah, I think I think like two more episodes on the island would have maybe tight like maybe would the experience would have been a little more tighter i think yeah and i think i would have had like a little more appreciation for it um it when i you know i'm gonna go against my original uh statement i think whenever i do rewatch to your eternity probably in preparation for season two which i hope there is Mm -hmm. um like i'm not gonna skip this arc you know i'm gonna have to give it like a like a new set of a fresh set of eyes on it at this time but in the first viewing didn't love it uh, there was definitely moments in it that I enjoyed, but I think as a whole it was pretty loose, and this show has has just not been that yeah. so far. So it was it, for me, I just found it to be a little jarring. But but uh, but I think it's a good wrap up of the arc. Yeah, I agree with that. So spoiler warning: episode nineteen to your eternity. Obviously, I don't even know if I, we should warn people anymore at this point. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so especially on the end there, I agree with you. I think, uh, in a good way, they kind of subverted my expectations with how the ending of this arc was going to mm-hmm. go. We, we spoke last week in like what you're talking about, what you're referencing, about being a little, a little critical of, of this arc, which I think is fair was, you know, they can't, well, one thing we agreed on is you can't keep running the same gag, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just introduce us to more characters, kill them, and then hope that, it resonates every single time, and I think that this arc is a good example of you can't just do the same thing over and over again and have it constantly hit. I agree with you that more time probably would have benefited uh, the show and probably would have helped um, how 
how this whole thing kind of shook out, especially like the death of all these supporting characters. That said, I think I'm happy with how they chose to end it. I'm happy mm-hmm. that they didn't make the obvious, you know, my prediction was like Tanari is going to like sacrifice herself and maybe like in death she will like redeem her like character qualities. Mm-hmm. So that did not happen, but I'm glad that it wasn't that predictable. Um, I think I think the choice of her staying on the a, island. Staying on the island and being aware of her you know, it's to come across people who are truly introspective of a who can like take a step back and like assess what they are doing, what they have done in real life is hard. You know, it's not <laughs> not everyone can kind of just be like I, maybe I need to ease up on this, you know, like some, if, but if real people I, were half as introspective yeah, <laughs> as anime characters, yeah, exactly. But I think it was a good choice on, on the part of the character and in the writing to her, like maybe like, you know, and I think the most potent, and I said this last week, the best line out of Tanari's mouth was when she just comes to terms with the fact of, the, I think this Island just poisoned me and I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm a product of this Island and, which is, you know, fair, and, like, that is one of the good, the, the major points of this arc that I do like, that sometimes, like, you know, you are born into something, and there's not much you can do about it, you know? Um, so, for her to, to want to make a change, I think that's, like, a really good character trait, and, mm-hmm. like, to better oneself in that way. You know, I'm glad, I think any, you know, I think the death would have been an easy way out for her character, and the way she treated people around them. Agreed. I think this is, I think this is, like, a good atonement for her character. So, like I said, like, it's, not my favorite arc, but I think the way they ended it with the people that the leftovers of the incident, I think is is a good way of uh, of going forward narrative wise. I, I I liked I did like it. So. I I agree with that. I I'm not crazy about the zombie plot device, uh, but that's yeah. That's I, I feel that way kind of in general. Uh, but. Like but I understand. There's a murder island, right? Like, what, what yeah. are they going to do with all the bodies? Like, you know, like it's fair enough. It, right? It's a society of this, and so again, I don't love the zombie thing either. But it was, it was written in, and it was, it was sitting there, and it had a reason to be there, which mm-hmm. is why I can look past it. Like narrative wise, I hate zombie stuff. Yeah. But this was. I think this was a good avenue for the story to take. That's a good point. Um, I think my thoughts. Are pretty close i i you know i like i liked the ending the most not because like i'm happy like i'm just so happy it's over kind of thing like just because mm-hmm. i thought i don't know if they tied it in a bow and this isn't like the best arc i think maybe the best arc might be like the goo goo arc and yeah. ending yeah. um so far anyway but i i did not expect tanari to have that moment of growth and mm-hmm. to stay behind um i think that that was like a really cool choice for them to make. I think also like my favorite moment out of the whole episode was Fushi deciding to leave Hayase in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Bound, kind of helpless and to just not be tricked into anything to show a moment of growth and to be frankly kind of human about it. Yeah. And, and his, I don't want to say pettiness, but in his anger, just to say, I hate you. Yeah. You know, I, don't care if you live or like you know he was feeling you know rightly or wrongly like that was like a very human moment you know what i mean like he went through some shit he decided not to kill her when he had the opportunity um but instead he does this uh the only part of that that yeah so i loved that i really did the only part that i may not love um and i'm really you know 
I hope I'm wrong here, but I really don't want to get like a Hayase on steroids because she's made a deal of some kind with the Knockers in five episodes. The problem is they kind of te- they kind of set something up. Exactly, and the moment they did that, it's going. Yeah. I was like, give me a fucking break with this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am done with Ayasi for sure. You know, she was a very uh, uh, effective uh, antagonist uh, while she's been around. But, like, it's... Um, we've talked about, you know, in the My Hero episode uh, that we just did, like, Dobby and the use of antagonists and how to use people sparingly and how mm-hmm. to use them effectively, right? If you bring her back in a few episodes and she's just her on steroids and she's like, you know, partnered up with the knockers, like I'm going to see that shit coming a mile away and I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) It would be very like uncharacteristic of the show so far. It it would be. So I would be I would be shocked. Like if they did do that, I would hope it's, you know, because like the knockers, they make the point of like the knockers need to evolve as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like. For them to take a moment of sentience, like, or, er, yeah, sentience. Sentience. Yeah, sentience. Yeah. sentience. Um, they have to evolve. Maybe, like, there can be, like, a, like a symbiote situation, you know, where, yeah. like, there's there's communication. And I think that... I don't like, want uh, that. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, they they really set up, because this is the second time Hayasi's been marooned. Like, she was technically marooned before by fushi and now it's been done a second time with like the stakes significantly higher like there was conversation between the two and feelings were left out and she you know she professed her love which also we we, last week we completely like the rape scene yeah was like you know we completely glossed over that last week from two episodes or be yeah three episodes ago yeah three at this point um creepy is all get out um, yeah, just between her professing her love, but also murdering people mercilessly, I think she's just unhinged, right? She's fucking crazy. She's a she's a villain. The thing I am curious of, and it's been in the back of my mind, is I wonder, you know, and this is out there, like this, you know, this might be, I mean, gro- this might gross some people out listening, but like, Morning. if she, if she was impregnated somehow, right? I wonder if maybe that is. A connection between her and the knockers now maybe they sense that interesting that was that, yeah you know it's like that was the thing too it was like oh maybe like she loves him so much she wants to be a part of his immortality you know maybe that's like creating you know like creating a child that has like connection mm-hmm. to fushi but like you know because we don't he, he's a mystery too right we don't really know what and how his body works it's a human form though yeah you know like he takes on traits of the human but at the end of the day he's not it's it's interesting so um you raise a good point that was exactly what i was thinking during that like scene that they you know they they allure to i was like well maybe she's trying to get his quote like life essence yeah like the licking and stuff was pretty weird but then we see her disrobe and like that's only going in one direction you know what i mean he's unconscious i think that that part was pretty clear yeah um so yeah i i think that's like a fair theory right that maybe she was trying to literally like extract like (laughs) in one way you know what i mean yeah it's kind of gross but you know if she was impregnated by that you got to wonder how that goes um Mm -hmm. i'll counter theory you though very briefly and the problem is i think that if i'm right we may never know um Mm. But 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 just hear me out. There, there's I love two. Question. Yeah, but there's two moments in this scene or in this uh, episode that the camera intentionally does something off screen, and the the show like has shown us some pretty horrific things, right? Like 
goo goo dying and and all this stuff um you know fushi like the way all that was done it's pretty straightforward they don't leave a lot to your imagination but two things happen this episode that they do intentionally do off screen the first is tanari picking up a sword and she's gonna go kill her friends and fushi's like no i got it yeah come on and <laughs> take a break so we know that he's the one that has to put these people out of their misery and we don't see that but it's heavily implied right mm. and the second is the end of the episode and we don't see it, but we see the knocker get on the ship, or the boat, and it attacks Hayase off screen, and we hear her scream. Now, you could say, like, the audience has to put two and two together in both scenarios, and, you know, both things happen off screen, but they're heavily implied, and you should just let it be. The ob- like The obvious counter to that is, like, well, it could easily be a misdirect. That's a very anime thing, you mm-hmm. know. Maybe she, maybe it attacks her. She screams, but she's you know, she's been shown to be incredibly crafty, and yeah. capable herself. So, who knows? Maybe she gets her way out of it, and uh, and then we go down the road of of uh, you know, like you said, like a symbiotic relationship between the two of them. So I think that we'll would see. be like if it does happen. Like if that is what ends up happening, that would I wouldn't bat an eye at that. I wouldn't be upset about that. I think that could be a new unique way to reuse a villain. <laughs> You know, like there's two people potentially behind the wheel, um, but um, no, I'm also like the best way to end the episode was just Fushi having a smile, being back on the mainland and like being back yeah. in the world and just, like what he kind of knows. You know, like he knows that there's like shitty people out there, and also too the way the man in black asked him, like, "So, like, I was Janata Island?" And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "You fucking dick!" Like, I, I actually I really like that moment yeah. <laughs> because, like, again, to the man in black, he doesn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, "So, how do we feel?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, did you learn anything? <laughs> Jesus, learned a lot, and that's the thing too. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's just because like me it, it it doesn't matter whether someone likes or dislikes this arc. the The element of the show is there was fushi had life experience and there was character or there was like the human experience growth was there yeah so it doesn't matter how how good or bad the experiences is and that's kind of like the way the show kind of trans transcends a little bit which i mm-hmm. I, I that's why we love this show is he walked away with something that he didn't have before yeah and so what everything how it happened and what happened doesn't matter he walks away with something it's the human experience you know and so it's, I don't know, at the end of the day, this arc is, it's moot. It doesn't fucking matter. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it was a life lesson. So it's, I think it, that's where they succeed. Exactly. There, there's this really great feeling I get every time Fushi moves on. You know what I mean? Like there's, like they always hit it really well. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but the soundtrack of the show is pretty great. They really know when to go into strings and like mm. really when to do the epic music. Like they don't ever, they don't overuse that shit. Sure. Um, and they, there's this great shot of him you know the uh, inner monologuing and saying like but you know when i got on the island i, could, I was counting the days and i couldn't get wait to get away and all that stuff um but now you know i feel better and like he's just sort of reflecting on everything and then that's when the man in black asks him something um but yeah that was that was really really cool um the way that they that they wrapped up and i'm excited to see like kind of where he goes now where he goes mm-hmm. next and sort of what happens I, I will say to you and anybody else listening i've decided to just stop watching the stingers because there are stingers and they give way too much away 
Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not one to end pretty much anything. Yeah. I, I'm treated pretty quick with the pause at the end of the episode. Yeah, I always mess around because I you know, don't want to miss a post-credit, and then sometimes like, oh, there's a stinger, maybe I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, a few weeks back, I was like, okay, that's not enough. Because they gave away like the zombie thing in one of the stingers, and I was like, really? Oh, um, okay. Not stoked about that. So hmm. anyway, that was do you think if it hadn't? Do you think if it hadn't been spoiled, do you think you would have in the moment appreciated more or like taking it better do you think you would have been more like do you think it was better for you to have it spoiled versus mm. like not no nah, like most things i i wish i had experienced it in the moment sure. you know like yeah. i got to sit there like for a week before i saw it being like i fucking hate zombies man mm. it's so predictable you know what i mean but who knows maybe it would have felt differently like that's you know i'm glad we agreed about tokyo revengers because part of me was like man did i just watch this in a bad mood like, mm. you know, like sometimes, you know, you just want to watch things and like let your gut reaction hit you and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And see how it registers. But well, yeah, when you get a spoiler like that in a stinger, you get to develop, you know, all these biases before you even get to see how they originally meant for you to experience it. And that's yep. shitty. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Hmm. Um, I watched a movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I, like I told you, I'm trying to watch one a week. I think okay. I will you know maybe adhere to that more than not i'm sure i'll miss some weeks and, and whatnot but i'm doing my best um Moneyball. oh that's a good one yeah it was um i'm have not you gonna never seen it no i had not so a, a big part of like what i'm trying to do is big movies that i've missed like i've got lots of mm. indies in this list too sure but like um but like a lot of them is like just movies that I've somehow missed, right? Everybody's got it. Everyone's got like a franchise or like tentpole movies or directors or whatever you want to call it that like they just have somehow missed. Like Can't next week, all. yeah. Like this yeah. week, I'm gonna try and watch Usual Suspects because I've never seen that. Mm. Um, but this week I did uh, Moneyball. So very quickly, I'll just say, great direction, solid soundtrack, um, very solid. Uh, performance by brad pitt and jonah hill jonah hill in particular is so different in this movie than anything i've ever seen him in and i know that this was like a big thing for him mm-hmm. like it was one of the first dramatic roles he had in like a huge so. huge yeah. movie like this um it's you know we've talked about good storytelling and how it can make something that's not appealing to you become very very interesting mm. that's Moneyball to me um i've never watched a full baseball game in my life (laughs) i don't think i will after this sure Sure. uh unless like it's in person and there's a hard watch it's a hard watch it's one of those sports that is in my experience being there is the definitive way to enjoy it that's what i've heard so i'm not knocking it baseball fans i've heard like the stadium experience is is it's an event right yeah it's an all-day thing yeah so you know, with that in mind, they made me interested in uh, in baseball and, and in all that shit. Um, it's almost similar in a way because it's just so, the story is so well crafted. Um, it's almost similar to The Last Dance and the Formula mm. One Drive to Survive uh, docuseries, both on Netflix, yeah. in that they are things that are completely alien to me. And they're both made very, very interesting by just really effective storytelling and direction and editing. 
Um, so yeah, big shouts to Moneyball. I never thought I would be into something like that, but but I uh, I was. It was, a, it was a very effective movie. Yes, I will say that. So it is absolutely worth your time if you're just into into just seeing how someone can make you care about a thing you don't care about. I'll also say just on the topic, like we've talked about people that are just like obsessed with greatness, mm. like the idea of just being the best at something. Uh, like this is a weird quote to pull out, but bear with me. <laughs> John Mayer said once. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Okay. Now, as John Mayer once said, nah. he goes, uh, he goes. I don't like football, but I'll always watch Tom Brady just because I like greatness, mm. <laughs> which is both ludicrous but also interesting. Yeah, right. Like, I, I kind of get what he's saying. Like the fact that he just won another Super Bowl after leaving the Patriots, and the fact that I somehow know that because it has mm. penetrated so deeply into the zeitgeist that it's unavoidable. Yeah, um, I, I kind of get that. And I understand just being so obsessed about something that it drives you insane. Mm-hmm. And that's Brad Pitt in Moneyball. He's so invested in the fucking game that he doesn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's obscene, right? That's like a, it's, it's an all-encompassing like, level of, of uh, passion. And I relate to that. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, that was my movie watch of the week. Mm-hmm. Worth your time. Great movie. Very much so. Well, I got a I got a perfect transition uh, in into this because this is nothing new. It's just Dave. I, I I have to take a little more time and just I got to blow some smoke more smoke up Haikyuu's ass. Mm. Um, Leanna and I I have never ever been like watching a show. Well, that's not true, but like. I think this is the first one that came to like anime. Like, there's moments where like you're like excited and you're loud and you're like, oh, it's happening. But like, we were watching. So the we just finished up the second season of Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. Also, I found out there's only four seasons on Crunchyroll. It's Crunchyroll does that thing where it says like there's a season five and a season six, and it's actually just like one movie or it's like you know a Ugh. bunch of like random things, and so it's like five. Okay, so I know we're only working with four seasons here. Um, we have we were like locked probably one of the greatest episodes of anime i have ever seen was like leading up to the f- the finale of season two of, of iq mm-hmm. um you know like it's and it's funny like leanne and i were talking about this today it's like it's interesting because the whole when you think about it the whole show is kind of technically a tournament arc because like by like way of like they're playing sports like there's direct competition like one-to-one you know like there's like seasons there's games like it's they're just it's constant battle between like other opposing teams and players like it's fucking obvious when you think about it but it's 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 a really interesting way i think that's why it works so well as an anime Mm -hmm. and a manga the the unique way to tell the story but and then the other thing we had kind of like noticed is you know when when you watch an anime it has like the world setting it has the lore it has like the history and like there's just so many moving parts to like make one one big picture right right it's a package what haikyuu can exclusively do with just characters and personalities and animation and it can soar above all these other tremendous anime like it's it is all about the characters like you know it looks visually it's beautiful like there's a world like it's realistic there's like the the gymnasium and the arenas and the city streets and their hangouts like the clubhouse 
it's like it's all there but like the show is all about the characters and like you know it's like the character gets growth and development and like the team clicks together like we have just been absolutely jacked watching this show it is so fucking good and it is now going to be like it's my de facto referral to anyone that wants to watch an anime it's the easiest way to get into anime this is obscene it, it david's obscene it, it's it's unreal how much we love this show like you know like like Corinne Corinne watched an episode with us she just kind of came into the room and you know keep up with the subtitles and everything oh yeah oh yeah she's she's quick I mean I she like she's nine years old like I was gonna say I'm not calling your daughter stupid no but even then like sometimes like anime moves fast too especially well it's a lot to focus on like just you know all the action on the screen sometimes even for me and then like with the subtitles you know but you know what? So this is, oh, this is such a funny story. Like, I like I, I'm not gonna get into the minutia of the joke that was told, but there was like a scene. It was so funny. Like there was just like a scene. You know how like an anime like a joke is made, and then a character like enters the screen, and then two more enter the screen. It's all like you know it's funny and it's like over the top and all that. Yep. And like a lot of stuff was like flashing through the screen, and like the joke that she grabbed that she thought was the funniest out of that was like the most like. What are you like 15 like like how is i was like the very mature like it was an out there joke and she and she was like laughing and she was like like the three of us were like hooting and all around on the couch we were laughing so hard but um That's but yeah cute. it's just yeah it was it was like just a really and she's like you know before bed she's like can we like watch like an episode of like iq there before we go to bed she, like, has she watched other anime she so she like she, you know she's obs- uh, in love with pokemon of um, course yeah so she's watched all those and growing up, I always liked to show. I always liked to show. It was on YTV called uh, Card Capture Sakura. Oh yes, we've talked do, about. Do you that. remember that? We, yep. So I showed that to her one time, and she just like, like sucked all that in. She just like wanted to watch more and more. And then they did like a sequel series like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. like you know years after the fact. So you know she was able to catch up on all the stuff. We watched all the movies. So like she has. And, like, you can only really watch it in subs. Like, I think the first season on Netflix, like, it's dubbed. But, like, mm-hmm. all the stuff on Crunchyroll, the movies and all that, none of that is... It's all subs. And she kept up with it, you know? Like, she, she knew it was going on. She was telling, like, you know, I'd be... A, I'd be a, uh, you know, because it was, like, a beginning of summer watch for her. You know, I'd come home from work. And, and she was like, well, so, like, this happened, and da 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 and we're watching the movie, and I'm like, well, who's this? She goes, well, okay, so, like, four episodes ago, like, this happened, <laughs> and she was, like, explaining it back to me, and I was like, fuck, like, little, you're just, like, a small version of me. It was just, it was very, it was very fun connection we have with that, mm-hmm. but, but her jumping into Haikyuu, she's following it, she's loving it, she's like, if we were in the car home, she was like, yeah, like, there's probably, like, ten seasons of this, right? And I'm like, well, there's four. She goes, ah, well... You're gonna have to tell me what happens because, like, I don't want to be out of the loop. <laughs> That's adorable, <laughs> and it's like it's a very like, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's a great show for kids. You know, like it's not. Um, I, I definitely get that vibe. It's not, it's not kitty by any means, but it's not. It kind of um, it foregoes a lot of the anime isms, like the mature anime isms. Yeah. There's very like minuscule weave stuff of we don't like. Very little amounts of that. And like when they do do that, it's not even on like this, like the sexual spectrum. It's just, it's very, it's like cute and funny. Like it's just like that, you know, they adore like the, like the manager of the team is a girl, mm. like one of their fellow classmates. And there's two characters specifically that are just like, you know, not obsessed, but like they, 
not even worship her. They just like you know like they're her protector and all that. And it's very positive. It's it's a very good show. like I said, Haikyuu. I'm just all my goal this week is just to get people into it. Anyone that's listening, if you haven't, check it out. Uh, Dave, I I really hope at the very least you try. I, I promise um, I will eventually. Yeah, it's, gotta get it's, there. It's very very good. There's so much going on right now and so much to watch, but it's it's. Um, yeah, we're high Q. Absolutely loving it. High Q. I'm glad to hear that uh, that the whole family is enjoying it. That's very yeah. fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I will definitely get to it. Um, I think right now, and I I, I don't have a lot to say on the subject because I've only watched a couple more episodes. But like, I'm I'm currently conducting my really out there experiment of JoJo. <laughs> so once that's off my plate, that's high Q is probably next. But. Uh, Jojo, you know, I I just put out a clip on on our Instagram about yes. Jojo and just about how it's preposterous and obscene, and I stand by it and everything I said, and I've seen a little bit more, and it's all still valid. So, mm. uh, and that's not a that's not even like a criticism. Like I want to reiterate that I I think, you know, I'll feel differently when I get to one of the parts that is like super acclaimed by all the fans but i'm also pretty steadfast in wanting to watch this in order even though different parts are different members of the family it would just feel weird to me to skip like several parts Mm. um so i want to like make my way through it and like take my time but it it is such a weird uh, like vibe and mood Mm -hmm. that it like i kind of have to be it's like easy watching but also like, I don't know if there's been an episode yet where I haven't, like, just raised my arms mm. <laughs> alone in my living room being like, what is going on? <laughs> like, th- that that is still absolutely the vibe. Um, I'm still in part one, so... <laughs> wow. How, how many episodes in, like, does it look per season? Is it, like, 12 or is it 24? Uh, part one is definitely 20-something, so... Oh. I don't know if it's like that every single time. If it is... Is it 20-minute episodes or are they, like, 20, closer 20. to 30, 40? 20. Oh, okay. Well, 22, that's... maybe. So, yeah. You can whiz by them, but mm. uh, we'll, we'll see. Who, I don't know if every part is the exact same length or, or what the deal is there, but I'm going to continue watching it. Um, yeah. You know, nothing nothing major to report. You know, as I wrap up part one, whenever that ends up happening, I'll let you know where I'm at and if I, cont- if I intend to, like, continue watching it or if I do something, like, completely different. Like, uh, actually this sort of blends into the this last thing that i want to talk about briefly which was i discovered this uh youtube channel slash podcast i wonder if you're gonna know it called trash taste oh that's the uh, uh is it giguk there yeah and the anime man yeah i, tr- I tried check- checking that out <laughs> so i didn't know uh like you knew giguk yeah and i didn't know the anime man or the other guy um you know it's fine it it's like stupid successful mm. like every time like you know you wonder about how big this whole space really is like the three of those hosts each have millions of subscribers each mm. uh which explains why uh which explains why that podcast is so successful but you know they're like you know they're when we say like they're full-time weebs like they live yeah. in japan you know what i yeah. mean so they're going for it, but, you know, they, they've been raving and, you know, talking about anime all the time, and one of the things that I just watched a quick clip on was uh, they, they were all raving about Mob Psycho 100, and I was like, what is this show? I've never heard of it. No one's ever mentioned it to me before. <laughs> oh, my God. Son of so, a bitch. so now that they've mentioned it, I think I'll oh, give yeah. it a try. <laughs> you fuck. 
Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, but they but they did go on like this ridiculous tangent about the thing, and I was like, well, you know, maybe post JoJo, like if you know, because the funny thing is, they all love it. They all love JoJo too. Mm. So who knows, right? Mob Psycho is not JoJo. Like I said, I have oh, not no, watched. It's... I have not watched JoJo, but I'm pretty confident they're uh, they're apples and oranges. I think. Oh, I I agree with that. I just you know they they were just talking about anime in general and the stuff oh, that really okay, that really really sticks out, and I think that. Uh, they were talking about the critical reception to One Punch Man, but how holistically, in their opinion, uh, Mob Psycho is better in every, better in every way. I was like, oh, that's mm. an interesting take. Um, I never finished season two of One Punch Man, but uh, you know, it, it's just an interesting take. So anyway, I know Mob Psycho is like very highly rated, so I think maybe that might be the next one. But you know, what what a hard life I lead, right? I got to get through JoJo, and then I make time for Haiku and Mob Psycho. Yeah. so much there's so much out there and you know it's it's a good problem to golden have, golden age of stories uh storytelling yeah. i think especially in the tv format and anime too it just it, oh, yeah. it has it's nice because it's always had it's always had its space kind of mm-hmm. carved out mm-hmm. and you know it's not like it's it's not like a new thing it's just people are like playing catch-up so it's nice to have already been on the ground floor for like kind of a long time so it's easier to traverse a lot of the stuff like it, like being a new anime fan right now i feel like would be a very daunting task Mm. you know not so much maybe like three years ago probably more so but like now there's so much stuff that you can just like as your first one to grab onto attack on titan being the big one my hero dragon ball like there's you know there's like there's heavy hitters out there but you know like if, if there's anything this year has shown me is i think the general masses need to watch more of the sunny boys the two-year attorneys the mm. the odd taxis you know the in you know like there is stuff out there that is just it's all about the story and like everything around it is kind of just it kind of goes along with the flow and it's just what a fucking tremendous time to be an anime fan yeah i mean those those stories that you mentioned those animes that you mentioned every single one of them you know i haven't seen a couple but you know two eternity uh um sunny boy like just those two you know attack on titan obviously like those shows and their pilots justify the existence of the whole medium Mm -hmm. like you watch 20 minutes of any of those things and you're like oh i understand i understand why this is like a drawn art form why these aren't tv shows i understand like the allure of the whole medium and how like this story is suited to doing it this way Mm. that's exactly how i felt and it's funny like you know you know you have something kind of special on your hands when you feel that way and that's mm-hmm. how i felt with attack on titan and sunny boy and definitely to your eternity um so yeah i, I agree it's a it's uh there's a lot of really good stuff out there right now if you're the only problem is not knowing what to watch mm-hmm. i think that's a good problem to have yeah exactly i think that does it for me this week yeah it's, uh, you about it's good? good i am good okay awesome uh thank you guys so much for listening if you're still here um, if this is your first time listening to the post show, uh, as we mentioned previously, we're also covering My Hero Academia season five, which usually uh, we do week to week, and it drops a couple days before the post show does. Um, so if you haven't, check that out, and uh, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, follow, support the podcast in whatever way you like on whatever social media platform that you like. We're pretty much everywhere at this point. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>